Hey guys, this is Luke. I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Woo-woo, another one. Yes. How's your, how's your week going, Kurt? Week is going great. Uh, you know, it's it's really awesome just to walk with the Lord on a daily basis. Amen. And Amen. get something new every single day. So, yep. And I feel like that's that's what this week's sermon was about. It really is. It really is. And we come back to that daily bread. So I'm, I'm looking forward to dive, diving into this message with you. And of course, hey, you know, we're, we're now a week past uh, Flannel Fest. And we're thinking, wow, I, I'm just amazed. I mean, the leaves are coming down. We're thinking holidays. We're starting to talk about all this now. Yeah. And of course, that brings in our newly beloved Nostalgic Christmas. Yeah, that's coming up again. It really is. And hey, Pastor Zach took some time to talk about the need and the importance of serving in the local body and uh, how wonderful that really is. It really is a privilege. It really is an opportunity to say, hey, I'm a part of this family. I know you don't have children yet, but you have great insight and you often talk about it. And we teach our kids like, hey, yeah, there's things that you do. Um, but there's also things that you do because you're part of the family. <laughs> right, right. We and need I, your help. Right, and and I think that that's um, that's really the heart of serving is yeah. we serve because we belong, and sometimes you don't know how much you belong until you serve. Yeah. So you may be attending our church for a while, and 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 that's what you're doing right now. Like you're attending, you're you're absorbing from the messages, from the worship, you're making relationships, you're going to the small groups, but maybe you haven't stepped out and and actually signed up to help with something and serve. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think a lot of people they want someone to come ask them. Yeah. But a lot of times it's this is how the asking works is we we put out a call and you just you sign up, you say, "Hey, how can I help with this event?" and you get plugged in somewhere and then when you serve, you realize Wow, like I really do belong here. This is my family, and, yes. and I'm really happy the Lord has brought me here. And now I can I can contribute and start to impact other people's lives too. Yeah, I will say most of the people that I talk with they they usually are saddened to hear that they missed an opportunity to serve. That there was something that they could have been a part. You must have got something there, but they missed an opportunity to get involved. And I think you know it could just be like, hey. Once we once we dive in and we serve, we realize like we really do belong. Like you say, we really do fit. I remember my first year being here, and of course, it's not just nostalgic Christmas. It's up and coming bags of hope, and uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal outpouring of service during that time. And I remember my first year being here at the church and wasn't even involved with the staff. Just I knew that my family was supposed to go yeah. and serve at that event, and I loved it. I loved it. It was one of the first opportunities I felt we as a family we're able to get involved. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's really, really It was fun. really cool. So, hey, we encourage you to get on our website. Maybe you didn't know this, but at hpc.church, there's actually a section you can click on here to serve. If you want to get involved and serve in the church and we need you to, just click on that and get right in there. So Absolutely. Really awesome. So, hey, uh, that's where we're at right in terms of getting involved. And, of course, we, uh, we have so many great things coming up. So keep your ears attentive to that, your eyes attentive to that. But we've got Pastor Zach's message uh, to dive into right now, mm -hmm. Psalm 23. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because... We may go to a funeral, we may just grow up in the church, or we may just hear things all the time, and we get this whole passage, and we may not know the full context of it. And so Pastor Zach did some research, sought the Lord, and got some great stuff to pull out of this that I didn't Yeah, hear. yeah. No, I I love when, when uh, he preaches on familiar passages. Yeah. Because we know these passages, so now we can have this even deeper uh, context. So mm -hmm. when we when we recite the twenty third psalm, because that's a psalm that most people know. Yeah. Even if you're even if you are new to the new to the church, you've learned this at some point, most likely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really possible that you've heard this. I remember even playing Pee Wee football and we used to do the Our Father, you know, to Pee Wee football in the town, right. in the city. So mm -hmm. it's like so many things people have adopted and a lot of these elements of the 23rd Psalm come into play here. Um, and so he starts with this first part of the Lord is my He's shepherd. My shepherd. Yeah. And bringing us into because the Lord is my shepherd and bringing it to the point of, hey, what is the feed? What is the feed that we're receiving that we're meditating on? Um, the Lord himself is right. the sustenance. Right, right. And I think that that's, that's where we need to park on first. For, I was going to say for a while. Is yes. the Lord is our shepherd. Mm -hmm. He's he's not presented here as he is my warrior. Mm -hmm. He is the conquering hero. No, he is my shepherd. Yeah. So in the day today, mm -hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. He walks and beside me. Yeah. And he leads me. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm a sheep. So I need to stay close to the shepherd. That's it. So it's that it frames this whole context. It's interesting, Luke, because we live in Western culture, right? And unless you have livestock and specifically sheep and you understand, we have to do a little bit of research and we have to kind of dive into because the, the scripture here, David is likening to what he was raised and what he was doing uh, when he was found. He was a shepherd boy, so he understood. And I just love this because God always uses the things that you grew up with and he'll show you how he was there all along. Right. And so David's learning this now. It's like it's all coming to fruition for him. And he's like, wait, just like I tended the sheep, just like I slew the bear and the lion. My father, God, he is my shepherd. Yes. He is leading me. And two points that come to me, number one is like, like you just said, you got to stay close to the shepherd. You got to know the shepherd's voice, but you also have to stay in that community of mm. sheep because you don't, you don't have a shepherd with one sheep. No, no, <laughs> never, never, never. And that was something that hit me over the course of this week. Yeah. Because uh, I've never... Um, recited this psalm thinking that there's other sheep around me. No one does. I just think of myself yes. and, and you know, Jesus walking beside me, right? I know. But that's not the case. Yeah, right? you don't really see like the lone shepherd. In fact, even Jesus says that he leaves, the good shepherd leaves the 99 to go after the one. Right. And so we see, hey, there is a group here that you're supposed to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot was kind of being spoken to me at that point, like stay with the shepherd, stay close mm -hmm. so that you can hear his voice. But he's leading, and he himself, what a really powerful thought, he himself is the sustenance. Right. And so I have to be receiving from him. I have to stay connected with him. And that's ultimately what Jesus says, abide in me and let my word abide in you. Right, right. And Jesus presents himself as the good shepherd. He yes, says, he does. I am the good shepherd. Yeah. You, this is a psalm that the people of Jesus' day knew. Knew. And so Jesus is saying, I am that good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And my sheep know me and I know them. So they good. hear my voice. That's so good. Yeah. And so then bringing it to that place, I love the imagery you just used, how you never really read it and thought about being a part of no. a sheepfold. No. But to think again, wow, I'm one of many. Yep. I'm one of many. So it's important I stay with. And a lot of times, if if we may not think about it this way, but one way that we can gauge ourselves is that if the shepherd is moving in a certain direction and all the sheepfold, the whole group is going, and we may have missed something, we can often use the rest of that fold to kind of check ourselves and see where we're at. Right. But that doesn't really happen if we're not in a body, no, we're not no. in a group. But the little lambs, as they grow, they learn from watching the other sheep. Yep. That's it. So good, man. So good. So what else was on this piece of sustenance for you? Like, I have no lack, the condition of lack, which, you know, I would say was kind of hitting me square between the eyes as we were... As we were studying through this on Sunday. Right, right. Because so it's the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. want. 
I, sh- I, I don't have to worry about things. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have all experienced that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I, th- and, and we experience that on the day to day. And that's why I, I really want us to emphasize that Psalm 23 is, this is the day to day passage of what it is like to walk with Jesus. That's good. That's good. It's not just for the funerals. Yeah. It's not just for it's the good. end of life. This is for every single day. And, you know, when Jesus, who present, who's, presents himself as the good shepherd, because that's what he is, yeah. he tells us, you know, do not worry about your life. Mm. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, your, your your body, what you're going to wear. Yeah. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Right. And, and you know, Jesus brings it down to the very basic necessities of life. And and I don't think that that's an accident. Yeah. Like we tend to, you know, like, oh, I'll save God for the big, the big prayers or the right. big questions. Right. Like, okay, what job should I have? Should I buy this house? Um, or should I marry this person? Right. We we tend to think of God in those things. Yeah. But it's like, no, God is present in the day to day. And he's that's like, it. don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to take these worries onto yourself. Yes. I take those worries on. Yeah. It's so good. You talk about the big things. And right now, looking at this shepherding, uh, Psalm 23, and thinking about the man who wrote it and thinking about, okay, wait, the only reason he knew how to stand and withstand Goliath was because the Lord was with him. He said, the same Mm -hmm. God that was with me when I slew the bear and slew the lion. You know, it's like, okay, if we don't learn in the small things on the day to day, then we're not really going to know how to hear and let the Lord be our sustenance in those bigger things. And this is just so amazing to me. This Mm -hmm. is why everything is a seed and it starts with the smallest of all seeds. And these are, this is something that I struggle with. Oh yeah. I struggle with this myself where it's like saving God for the big questions. Like I need to have a, a big enough problem before I, you know, bother him. But it's no, he has all he cares about all these little things. Yeah. And he never stops caring about them. He really doesn't. It's not like he's waiting for you to get to the point where it's like, okay, now now you can handle the little things. Mm-hmm. No, he always wants to handle the little things. That's so good. And even just a lot of the times over the years I've heard, you know, oh, we we get likened to sheep because sheep are dumb. And I, I really don't like that. It's never settled well with me. And I, and I get it. I get it. You know, they need to be directed and they're dumb and all these foolish <laughs> things. But, but, but God never really treats us and Jesus never really no. presents it that way. There's a love and an affection. He says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another they'll not follow. And there is this sense of growing with the shepherd. And I really, I, I see it as the sheep, they just have needs that they can't cover on their own. There's no way that they can shear themselves. There's no way that they can pull the thorn out. There's no way that they can wash themselves. Right. We, we want to look at it as they're, they're dumb. They have all these needs. And God's looking at it as, hey, you're beautiful. You belong to me. I'm going to do the washing. Right. I'm going to do the healing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the cleansing. I'm going to do the shearing. I love this. Isn't this awesome? Yes. And, and yes. we tend to liken yes. it to, oh, I'm just dumb, a dumb sheep. Bah, bah. And I get it. I get right. it. Right? right. But to look at it from the shepherd's perspective, you know, a good shepherd is not beating the sheep. A good shepherd is not, he is caring for the sheep and right. going after those who are going astray. Right. right. And so to stay in that pocket of like, hey, I'm not just a dumb sheep, but there are these basic things that I can't do for myself. Right. I even mean, just think mm-hmm. about the vulnerability of, you ever see, a, yeah. a, a, oh, go ahead. You got something. No, but. no, no. I just, you know, <laughs> going back to the whole, it's a, a, we, we take on this mindset of lack yes. and we, we adopt this condition of lack yeah. when really with Jesus, we are in a state of constant provision. Come on. 
Come on. He leads. Because he's leading, we lack no good thing. Just because the sheep, sheep, the sheep's focus, right? They're there. The shepherd has led them to a pasture and they're grazing in the pasture. And their eyes, they will come to an understanding where they don't have to pick up all the time and watch because the shepherd's watching. Right. Are there any wolves coming? Mm-hmm. Is anything approaching? The shepherd's watching. And they build that level of trust with the shepherd. So they stay grazing while the shepherd's walking. And then, and then the shepherd speaks mm-hmm. and they respond to his voice and they know it's time to move. Yes. So the, the difference is we don't have to have those worries. This is where Jesus says, your father knows the things that you have needed before you ask. Right. Therefore, ask and receive that your joy may be full. But what Zach, Pastor Zach brings us into is we see lack, we mm-hmm. see want right. and need because it's kind of what our our, our focus is right. on. Our, right. we've, we've picked up our head right. and we've begun to worry. Right, right. And that's where I think we have to trust Jesus knowing, okay, so he brought me to this area of the pasture where there was food. Yep. We ate, we consumed. <laughs> I don't see any more grass. Yeah. Okay, well, he is going to, that means he's going to move you to another place. He's going to bring you more provision. Mm-hmm. It's not going to come from that same plot of dirt that you just ate from. That's so good. And I don't know that maybe this is why it's likened to sheep. I don't know that the sheep are thinking, oh, my goodness, the grass is running out. They're they're not not. supposed to. That's the thing. (laughs) The grass is running out. It's like, no, no, the shepherd's got eyes on it. He's already watching the pasture. He knows. And it it really, I think this is where we are. I know you and I are are, are there right now, Luke, and we have these dialogues. And it may just be that the body at large is at this place. Yeah. and, And I think this is why Jesus tells us you need to become like a little child Mm -hmm. because kids don't think about the process of getting food the food just comes to them yeah right yep but as we grow and mature as as human beings our mind develops and we start (laughs) to see this lack yeah and we think too much yes right yes um and you know from a physical from i'm with you physical you know survival like we 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 have to think those that way but really when we're seeing the world through the eyes of Christ, we have to trust, well, God's going to provide for me. Jesus says not to worry about this stuff. Yeah. I can see the need and I can think about it, but I shouldn't worry about it. Mm. Th- there's a fine line there. Well, there really is. There's there's the wisdom of preparation. Yes. But when we're children, Luke, you hit the nail on the head. It, it is interesting that Jesus would say you must become like a child. You have to have childlike net. Childlike faith, not childishness. We can have childlike yes. faith. I remember this time that uh, Lily, our oldest, was really young, and uh, I was making her a sandwich. Now she's so small, she can't see what I'm doing at the counter. This image is ingrained in my mind. I'm at the counter, and I'm making her the peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever it is, and she's pulling on my leg and she's crying and she's acting like I'm refusing to feed her and I'm ignoring her. Mm. And all the while, I'm preparing her meal. And I remember the Lord speaking to me in that moment and saying, this is oftentimes what it's like. You're not actually trusting that I've got, I've led you to the pasture right. before and I'm going to feed you right now. And you think you have to plead with me, but I'm already providing for you. Right. And isn't that what Jesus says in Matthew 6? We exactly. see it. Don't worry. Your father knows the things you have need of. So I think this is where it brings us to what Pastor Zach is talking about is that lack is a mindset. Yes. Not a condition. Right. This is a really powerful um, that I think he did a great job harping on because we can almost, um, coming out of some different religious backgrounds or teachings, we can almost like put push that aside, but it really is a mindset. Right. You know, right. as a man thinks in his heart, so is, so he. is he. Jesus says out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth, mouth will speak. Speaks. 
So, you know, we can tease this out a little bit here because Pastor Zach was bringing us to some great revelation, which we may have heard before, but we need to hear it again. Right. And uh, one of the uh, his key quote at this uh, point of the message was, your eyes look for what your mind makes your mouth say. Boom. So <laughs> we we speak. Yeah. And we 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 react and and he pointed out how there are parts of our brain that are wired to respond to what our mouth actually says. Yes. Right. Yes. And then, um, because that's what we're what we're speaking, we then and if we're speaking lack, we're going to see lack. Mm-hmm. Now, I I also think on a practical level, sometimes what we what we say actually starts from what we see too. It's true because we see the lack. So then we're. We're like, okay, so in my mind, there's nothing here. Mm. And so I'm saying there's nothing here for me. No one's providing for me. Um, God has forgotten. And it, it devolves to God oh, has man. forgotten about me. No one cares about me. I'm all alone. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then once we've spoken that and we've we've received those words mm-hmm. onto us, we see that. It we just reinforces it. what we see. Yeah. When really that's not how we're called to see. And, and you know, Paul writes about that in 2 Corinthians about you need to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. And this is where we have to realize, okay, I'm not supposed to see with my physical eyes. I need to see with my spiritual eyes and what I know to be true. Yes, true. Like you said, true. If we go back to the imagery or the analogy of sheep, they are grazing in the field and they should be at the place where they trust the shepherd enough to let them know if there's a warning, to let them know if there's a problem, and to lead them to the next pasture land. And we we get a little bit older, and we start to think, oh, well, you know, I know, I'm just not seeing it here. We're getting more bare. <gasps> it's getting more bare. It's getting more mm-hmm. bare. I'm not seeing the provision. I'm not seeing the provision. All the while forgetting we have the shepherd. But like you right. said, what eyes are we looking with? Mm-hmm. We're looking with the natural eyes, and then it becomes something that comes out of our mouth, and it's inevitably that self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. We always right. want to preach it in yes. the positive, yes. but even the negative. Right, right. If yes. you're continuing, because life and right. death is in the power of your tongue. Amen. You're going to eat the Amen. fruit. Amen. And that's why, you know, in our natural state, we start with our eyes. Yeah. We start, survival instinct tells us, start with your eyes, go by what you see, mm. and then let that inform your mind and your decision making, right? Mm. But that's not what we're told in nope. scripture. We're told to take every thought captive. So good. It's not take every thing you see with your eye captive. Yeah. It's take every thought captive. Yep. And because really that's that's what's going to influence what you're going your words and your actions. It starts in your mind. Yeah. That's and so good. Satan plays games in our mind. Yep. Like the the um the spiritual warfare takes place in your mind primarily. And it starts with a thought. It sure does, which is why the scripture encourages us to obviously, like you said, tear down the strongholds, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and think on these things, whatever mm-hmm. things are true, noble, yes. pure, just, praiseworthy, godly, yes. anything of good report. Because if we let our mind go to all those negative places, we move into that worry and we take our focus off of the Lord. Now, our, not only has our focus come off of the Lord, but now we're changing Mm-hmm. Our belief right. in the good shepherd. Right. God has forgotten me. Right. God has forsaken me. Mm. Mm. And that's exactly where the enemy can strike. Absolutely. Exactly where yes. he wants us. Because then you're gonna you're gonna be alone. Yep. And you'll start pulling away. That's it. Because his goal is to pull us away. So true. You know, I I nobody I don't think people intend to all of a sudden stop going to church, right? 
Nobody said, wakes up one day and says, I'm just not going to go to church. Yeah. No, it starts with um, a breaking down, like an emotional breaking down, um, a getting frustrated, um, a breaking away from people. And then you start to speak these things, these situations, and you accept them rather mm-hmm. than, you know, like asking yourself, well, how is Jesus moving here? What does Jesus want me to do? Yeah. And then before you know it, you're by yourself. I know. And that's where the enemy wants. And if you think of sheep, yep. the wolves attack the sheep that are by themselves. Always. Always in nature. You see, it's the one that didn't stay with the pack that got devoured and how important it is. Now, our shepherd is so good mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> that he leaves yes. the 99 who are safe to go after the one. And I just, I've been having this kind of visual the whole time you and I've been talking is that 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 one that's off. It It's possible that, you know, there's a lot of different things we could say about that, but I kept seeing a drifting. Mm. I kept seeing a distance and a drifting that was happening. And it was just just by one click off, as Pastor Zach would say, it began to move away or the pack was moving and it didn't follow, it didn't follow. you know, and yeah. it's just like, wow, we, we have to stay. Our eyes are on the shepherd. Right. We're grazing in the field he's provided and our eyes are on one another and we're encouraging and we're lifting up and we're building up one another, which like the scripture says now more so than ever, don't forsake gathering together because right. that time is close. Mm-hmm. And Wally mentioned that. Oh, did he? Yeah, did he really? He, oh yeah, 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 yeah quoted, you're right. He quoted that. Oh, it's so good. I had forgotten. I was standing yeah. behind him. I yeah. didn't to see his face. So. It, all, it all goes together. It all goes right? together. It's so good. And even, yeah. even pastors, uh, even Ron, you know, our elder sharing the week before that word on humility mm-hmm. and how much is actually coming forth from that word and just setting the stage. Yeah, because I can't be my own shepherd. That's it. That's it. So good. So there's so many things to tackle here. Um, so the Lord is my shepherd. I lack no good thing. I shall not want. So he makes me lie down in green pastures. This was really, really interesting um, on this part here when Pastor Zach began to teach on it. So I, my mind was just going tilt. Right. I was like, wow, never would have thought this, never, never would have, you know, even, even got here. So um, go ahead. No. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I was thinking about how he, he makes us to lie down in green pastures. And of course I have a dog and second service. Did you catch it? What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Moses. That <was> hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> not, of... <laughs> not Moses in the Bible. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. <laughs> so I don't know if it's been edited for his mother's sake so we can honor, you know, his mom. We don't want to dishonor, you know, mom. But the thing is like, I love that second service is now recorded. It was a good story. It was yeah. so good. It honestly, for me, tied it all together. Yes. So if you went to first service, you need to go back and just kind of watch the mid segment where he's talking about making you lie down green pastures because if you've done any dog training you know by requirement we have a stubborn dog and you have to like do a little bit of the pushback on the backside to get him to sit and it's like it's that it's that word of understanding that god may just have to put a little pressure on that backside Mm -hmm. to get us to lie down in that green field that he has provided for us right right yeah i like how um he he says like the lord quenches the predatory instinct Mm to feed with the sufficiency of his pasture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, because it, it goes back to that, um, my, this, this is all like that mindset of lack, right? Yeah. So if there's a mindset of lack there and I'm go. not trusting the shepherd, then that means that I need to do something Correct. about this, right? Correct. And I need to be um, the predator. Mm-hmm. I need to go. But no, he makes me lie down mm-hmm. and he quenches that need to fight by he had he is the one who provides so good and that's what jesus did for us jesus yeah. fought the fight for us the fight against sin for us so good so it's no longer about me striving it's about me 
resting mm-hmm. and feeding where he brings me. Mm-hmm. Which is a really good point when we think about some of the positions I know that, you know, in talking with people, just some of the positions we're all finding ourselves in right now and where you could take matters into your own hand. There is that instinct. That's what I was thinking when Pastor Zach was teaching. There is that instinct to want to take the matters into your own hand because maybe it's not happening in your time. It's not happening the way that you want, you know, Mm -hmm. and even if you're suffering abuse, the scripture says that Jesus, when he was reviled, did not revile in return, but committed himself to him who judges all things righteously. And so there's a trust that he has in the Father Mm -hmm. that we are supposed to adopt, that there's supposed to be a level of trust in this good shepherd that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, he has our best interest in mind, which again, we're talking big level here. It is so much more difficult to live these things on a daily basis. This is the day-to-day psalm. Daily. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I loved the application question that uh, Zach asked. He said, where is the Lord applying pressure in your life? Yeah. And oftentimes it's, well, to st- the answer to that question, I think, starts with, well, where do you feel pressure in your life? Correct. And and the pressure may be, it's, it, it's like, you know, a difficult situation. Um, and actually the pressure may be um, from the enemy in origin, right? Mm-hmm. But that area of pressure is where the Lord is also going to apply pressure. So good. To make you lie down so that he can fight for you. There you go. Right? There you go. So in those areas of difficulty allow the Lord to cause you to rest and ask him, what are you feeding me here? Mm. How are you fighting for me here? What is it that you would have me do as a response to how you're working in my life in this difficult situation that clearly is from the enemy, Yeah, but I know that you are present and you are here to work this for good. That will preach all day long. I'm just getting, I'm receiving yeah, me it. Me too. I'm receiving <laughs> it as you're saying, and I'm saying, oh my goodness, this is exactly yeah. right. And it's it's a paradigm shift. Yeah, I feel I feel guilty from those times where I have, you know, even in just recent days yeah. where it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I should have rested. I should have yeah, allowed man. the Lord to lead the way he wanted to. I know. His steadfast love never ceases. Yeah. His mercies never come to an end. So it's like his mercies are new today. I didn't get it yesterday, God, but I'm coming right back yes. today to try yes. again. And that's what's so good. Hey, I tried. I took it up again, God. Mm-hmm. I took it up in my own hands mm-hmm. again. I failed. My bad. Yep. You know, and even that's a great place to say, hey, everyone, whoever I offended in that moment right. or however I gave into the enemy to pull back and say, I repent. I renounce. I, I shouldn't have done that. Yes, I came absolutely. and I started taking yep. it in my own. Yep. And, and Satan, I'm not going to let you that's do right. that in my life again. That's right. That's right. And even too, I think part of that responsibility is also modeling for the next generation. This is how we do it when we falter. Yes. We, we tried to take it in our own hands. And I just come back to Jesus opened not his mouth. Like he right. did not revile. They sp- spoke all sorts of lies and obscenities against him. Yeah. And he wouldn't even open his mouth. Why? Because his heart was committed to the Father right. who judges all right. things righteously. Right. Yeah. What's coming to me right now yeah. is um, you know, we have that verse where it says the Lord disciplines those he whom loves, he loves. Yep. Right? Yep. What his discipline looks like is him making you lie down in green pastures. It's good, man. It's really good. That's what it is. It's not to hurt you. I know. It's actually to feed you and nourish you. That's really good. 
That's what I'm saying. That'll preach all day, you know. So I would say what I went through last year, Luke, is I found myself in a place last year where I I read Hebrews 12, where the writer brings in the proverb that says, the Lord disciplines those whom he loves, so don't despise his chastening. Mm. Even a good father chastens us, right? But I didn't understand. I had spent most of my life up until last year, truth be told, feeling like that the correction of the Lord was because somehow the Lord was displeased with me. Right. And and it stems all the way back. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, God takes pleasure in me, but there are areas in my life that need to be corrected. And it's his love for me that's going to root those out, Mm -hmm. even with a rod of correction or even with pressure applied to make me lie down. And if I understand that love is his motivation, I'll get it. Right. And and that's I love that song. that we sing in church, uh, protector. Yeah, you know that the line where it says, "No darkness or yep. evil will tease or torment me." Yeah, if you feel like there's a teasing going on in your spirit or a torment in your spirit, that is not the Lord. Mm-hmm. That is not the Lord disciplining you or or correcting you. That is not. That's not what He feels like. Yeah. He is comforting. He is peaceful. He nourishes. That's it. He doesn't. He doesn't cause you to be drained. That's so good. That's so good. But like you said earlier, to submit mm-hmm. to that correction, we have to. We have yeah. to. That's the only way to really receive. Yep. You know, and we see Jesus modeling that. And I love, you know, that we're not called to do anything that Jesus didn't model for us. Right. So moving along in this psalm, we see that. You know, a couple of things. I can't believe we're already not there yet. I mean, <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And so much to tackle even before we, you know, wrap up today's show. I thank God that this is a two-part series. He said only two parts. We're going to see what happens. It's like, I think, we, okay. It could be more. We'll see. <laughs> I hope it's more. Yeah, I, I love it's good. This. Yeah. But he leads me beside quiet waters, you know, and I, I've been living um, in this camp and we have this pond. So my mind keeps going to... This pond isn't really ever moving unless they're draining it, you know, unless they're draining it to feed the bogs, to harvest. Mm -hmm. The pond is never moving. And it's just like, wow, I've been thinking about this. And all all season that I've been living there, I've been kind of meditating on this psalm. So it was very interesting that Pastor Zach brought Mm -hmm. us to the quiet waters, like the ones that the Lord is going to lead us to is not going to be a cesspool of the enemy. It's literally going to be quiet, refreshing waters and to be careful that we're not leading ourselves Mm. to something that we think is going to be that quiet, but it's really a cesspool of the enemy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It all comes down to allowing him to lead us. That's it. And, um, you know, Pastor Zach pointed out the, the word, um, was it beside? It's beside. Yeah, right? beside. Um, can be translated as upon, like actually on the water, right? Yeah, yeah. And all of the lines that we've been talking to up to up until this point are about nourishment, right? Right. Now we're switching, especially if we if we if we look at it with that interpretation of upon, mm-hmm. and he used the analogy, the um, not the analogy, the uh, the instance of where Jesus walked on the water, right? right? And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters right. at the beginning. So, and now we are called to do what Jesus has done, right? That's it. So once we're nourished, now we are equipped for for his service. So good. And I think that's like what this is leading us to. Mm. And it's like, okay, so now he leads me to the work he has for me and the work he has for me is gonna, because um, I've already learned not to see with my natural eyes, the work he has for me in, really needs me to see and, and just follow his voice and do what he tells me to do. And I'll find myself doing these supernatural things because it really isn't me doing it. That's right. 
That's right. I love that. That whole part about up on the waters, you know, and walking on the water and coming into that place where you're operating with the supernatural. But again, when you know, I mean, Luke, I'm just reiterating what you're saying. But again, when you when you know that you're nourished by the shepherd and it's him that's doing the leading, because as Pastor Zach was sharing, we're the ones that want to bring the Lord to our storm, to our stormy waters, our mess. And we say, fix this, fix this, fix this. Or even God bless this. I'm calling you to bless this. Mm. But we don't get to do the leading. Mm-hmm. He does the leading. And I will have to say, like, if this is chafing with you, if this passage is chafing with you, it's really good mm-hmm. because it means that God is refining us to some things that he wants. I keep feeling like the sandpaper, you know, and I'm like, man, there is some rough edges that need to be smoothed off. And yep. it brings us back to yep. what Ron was saying. We have to get in that posture of humility, not even what we think humility is, but that place of humility where we're completely submitted to the Lord. Right. God, it's your way. It's not mine. Right. It's your will, not mine. So um, he restores my soul. And this is really interesting. We spent a year on soul care. Mm. It's just I just think about where we came from and this whole work on soul work. But he's the one that does the restoration mm-hmm. of our soul. Right. And we're not supposed to just stay there. You know, he restores our soul. He leads us, us in paths of righteousness, ultimately for his name's sake. Mm. Amen. Amen. And and again, when I hear the word righteousness, mm-hmm. at least as a kid, yeah. I was taught that means right doing. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's true. Right. But as a kid, like you you tend to think, okay, right versus wrong. So good versus bad. So righteousness means following God's rules. And it does, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Because what does Paul tell us? Like God has prepared these good works in advance for us to walk in. That's it. So it's not just following his guidelines for life, but it's also the works of righteousness, these works, good. these good things that we get to do in ministry, in service, where we see his kingdom expand. And we can only do that if we've if we're following him. That's good. If we're and so that we can point others to him. Because mm. if if we are starting to fight our own battle, that means that we've pulled away from the shepherd. That's We're going to go. And maybe you, we can actually do some good things in do our something. own strength, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And we can call attention to ourselves with good things. And people will be like, wow, that was really cool what he did. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to yeah. get behind that. And it's like, yeah, yeah but if, if you're not behind the shepherd, you're not going to be leading people to the shepherd. You're leading people to you. Mm, that's so good. It's so funny how your mind goes to those righteous works that we're called to. We've been saved unto good works. Yes. I love what you're bringing up yes. here. My mind, because of the way that I think, my mind goes to righteousness is right standing. And mm, so he leads me to those paths of that. right standing with him. It's like, man, everything comes back to like the identity for me, which I love the way the Lord yeah, is speaking yeah. to you. Um, and I was talking with a brother and sister today, and it was really, this is the beautiful part about being in the body, because you get to see that, hey, I see it this way, you see it that way, and God uses this full counsel. It's oh, beautiful yeah. to come together. Um, so yeah, I just see that right standing. And then ultimately for his name's sake, and this is where you were getting at that the works that we do, they can do, we can do good works on our own. We can maybe produce something, but ultimately it's for his namesake. And nobody should be calling to me. I love, love, love that, you know, Pastor Zach was ending this message on Sunday is my name means nothing. It you does. Know? It means nothing. And for us yep. all, for us all to come to that place and say, my name and the works that I do, man, they mean nothing. Mm-hmm. But the shepherd, the one that really matters is Jesus. Right. It's the only name given by which anyone can be saved. Amen.
So it's good stuff. So, hey, this is part one of maybe two, maybe three. Who knows? Hey, we'll see, right? <laughs> well, Luke, why don't you uh, close us out in okay. prayer? Unless you have any final remarks? Anything no, I we think should we're, be meditating I, I think this on? is great. I'm yeah. really excited for next week. I know. Awesome. So, all right, Father, thank you for this time. Thank you that you are our good shepherd. Yes. And Father, we just uh, pray that uh, we would follow close to you, that we would hear your voice before we even hear the thoughts in our own head, so that your mm. voice um, influences what we think, which in turn will influence what we say mm -hmm. and how we see uh, the world that we walk in every single day. And so, Father, we give you all of our worries, mm. all of our desires, and we just trust that you're taking us where, where we need to be so that we can be nourished and then walk on those waters and point other people to you. So uh, we give you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, folks, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>